Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. Happy Sunday. I hope this finds you well and healthy. We will be reading for Mornings with Jesus. The scripture for today is John 16:33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be a good cheer. I have overcome the world. This parable is from Grace Fox. It seems the news headlines grow more negative every day. The problems within our society and beyond are so incredibly huge that we can't even pretend to fix them. Drug overdoses, terrorist attacks, shootings, human trafficking, and persecution of believers cause suffering and death to more than we'll ever know. And that list doesn't include those victimized by domestic violence or those struggling with homelessness, mental health issues, or chronic illnesses. The list seems endless. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm just saying that mankind isn't doing so well right now. We shouldn't be shocked. Jesus guaranteed trouble when he said, you will have tribulation. He was right, as always. Every day around the globe, people experience a measure of trouble. It's not a matter of if we'll encounter difficulty, it's a matter of when. Now comes the good part. Jesus didn't promise tribulation and end his sentence there. He continued with but and promise something that infuses hope into the headlines. I have overcome the world. Whatever tribulation we face, Jesus is bigger. Whatever pain we suffer, Jesus heals. Whatever battle we fight, Jesus wins. The enemy wants us to wring our hands and run for cover but he can't scam us. We belong to Jesus, and we know how the story ends. We are people of hope because we belong to Jesus. Let's reflect that hope to those around us who don't yet know him. Faith step, spread hope through a kind word or deed today. Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April, part two. We'll be reading from the power of prayer. Asking, Why Not Me? by Reverend Bill Egglehart. In my late 30s, I was living and working as a extrant in London. Life was good. I was living a dream. Until one night when I felt a lump on my body that I had never noticed before. I contacted my doctor in the United States. The doctor responded that when I returned to the U.S. six weeks later, I should immediately get an ultrasound to see if it was cancer. In that moment, I went from no worries to potentially the ultimate worry, the end of my life. Being in a state of shock with my brain at a loss to comprehend this development, 
I was totally vulnerable. I was also entirely receptive to my higher power. Without missing a beat, spirit responded in a way I would never have expected, but in that moment was absolutely perfect. The response from spirit to my question, why me, was, why not you? This may seem harsh to some, but it was profound to me. I even let out a laugh at this insight. Did I truly think I was never going to pass on from this life? I didn't pray for it to go away. I also didn't pray for it to stay. I surrendered to what was and what would be. Mine was a prayer of total gratitude. I felt gratitude for my life. It radiated throughout my being. Life was a gift. And even if the end was near, I was determined to be grateful for life. I thanked the lump on my body for this wake-up call. Years later, I recognized the same philosophy in the following quote. If the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. Meister Eckhart, 13th century philosopher, mystic, and delusion. I befriended this lump rather than going to war against that part of my body. I thanked it for awakening me to this bliss of gratitude, regardless of what its appearance might mean for my mortality. I came to the realization that prayer is not about doing penance. Prayer is the way to God, realization, and individual transformation. I reflected upon my life to that point. All I'd accomplished and the great relationships I had. My only regret was that I had not entered the seminary to become a unity minister. Until that time, I hadn't realized how important this was to me. There was no self-condemnation, just a realization. I was in a place of true clarity with it all. By the time I returned home and had the medical test, I was at peace with whatever the outcome might be. When I met with the doctor, he told me the test had come back negative. I didn't have cancer. He said to keep an eye on it in case it grew. Prior to this experience, I would have been filled with worry and fear and checked it every day. But with my heightened sense of gratitude, I only checked the lump occasionally and blessed it for being my good luck charm. Soon after this experience, I retired from my corporate career and enrolled in the Unity Ministral Education Program. In 2005, I graduated and was ordained a Unity Minister. It has been 20 years since that wake-up call and I am still here. To this day, the strongest prayer practice I have is a prayer of gratitude. Especially at night, when challenges seem to come home to roost, my greatest defense is to replay the day in my mind and accentuate all that I have to be grateful for. This prayer helps put fear and worry to sleep 
so I can slumber in the arms of gratitude. What are you grateful for? Prayer of Gratitude by Rev. Elizabeth Mora Let me take a moment to bring appreciation to the forefront of my day. Whatever I plan to accomplish, I let gratitude go before me. I put my day into divine order when I come from this place. I now enter into a state of grata bank That is, I am grateful in advance. There is no need to wait for anything to happen externally. This moment of prayer shifts my awareness so I can see, hear, feel, and know the overflowing abundance that is everywhere right now. A smile easily comes to my face as I experience this gift. I see the world differently when I am grateful. I let this divine perspective guide me today in noticing the beauty of God everywhere. <laughs> 